Hey everybody, it's John. I wanted to remind you that we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Over there on Patreon, Mitch and I discuss subjects concerning movies and television and just about anything else we want to talk about. So uh, if you want to come over there, you can subscribe for $2 a month for one episode or $5 a month for every episode at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Thank you. Hello and welcome to a special edition of 007 by 7 Today we'll be presenting an interview we did with Martine Beswick in February of 2021, where we discuss not only the seven minutes surrounding her performance in From Russia With Love, but many other things about her career working at Hammer Films and her appearance in Thunderball as well. We loved talking with Martine and we're so grateful that she took the time to be on the show. We hope you enjoy the interview. Hello and welcome back to 007 by 7 the podcast where we are investigating the James Bond films seven minutes at a time. I'm John Engel. And I'm Mitch Bryan, and today we're looking at minutes 42 to 49, which begin with Bond telling his host that their hospitality overwhelms me and end with Bond accompanying Kareem to kill Karenklu on a dark Istanbul street. And we are joined today by a significant participant in these minutes, actress Martine Beswick. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, 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 everyone. <laughs> so you're in that a very elite sorority of actresses. You've been in more than one Bond film. Will you clear up the the rumor? Are you dancing in the titles of Doctor? No, Mary? rubbish, rubbish. <laughs> no. Where do you think that came from? I have no idea. I mean, maybe because I love to dance anyway, and I was always dancing, and somebody just kind of made it up. They just thought it was a good idea. I don't, have no idea. I don't know where that came from. But you did audition for Dr. No, is that right? Is that where you met Terrence Young? I did. Yes, I did. I did. That was my, and I had no idea. I had no idea about Bond. Isn't that shocking? Considering that I'm Jamaican, I have never even heard of Ian Fleming, never even heard of James Bond. So when they threw me into the, into, into the office, I went, who, where, what? That's <laughs> so, amazing. But yeah. clearly... You and Terrence Young must have gotten along as, as, as he found a place for you in From Russia With Love and, and you came back on, in Thunderball. Well, it was interesting because, I mean, Terrence, um, when I met him, he sort of, he did one of those, hmm, and he said, look, you're too young. You're not right for this role. He said, and you, go, need, you need to go and work. You need to get some experience. And I said, oh, okay. So off I went and I started doing, you know, bits of television and taking classes and doing all sorts of things. And so he said, because I've got an idea for you. And I went, oh, how lovely. Because, and when you hear that a lot of times, it's, you know, basically bullshit. However, I've been very lucky because when he said that, he literally, when it came round, from Russia with Love came round, that was it. I was, I was one of the gypsies. He said, there you are, I want you to be my gypsy girl. And I was very thrilled. And we became great friends, Terence and I, through the years. Really great. He was He's one of my favorite, favorite people. One of the great gentlemen. He, he does seem to me to be 
so foundational to these James Bond movies because of the style and the and and the the, the vision that he brought to these movies an amazing eye for color an amazing I mean he was it was like the perfect movie at the perfect time for the perfect guy you know yeah and he I mean he really kind of molded I think he really molded I mean he and Sean became great friends and he kind of molded him did you find when you came back to do Thunderball having that Goldfinger had happened in between and so the phenomenon had really I guess exploded was was it was a, a different working experience was, was Connery different was young different was the obviously the shoot was much bigger well it was actually Thunderball was like the zenith of Bond I mean it was huge because by that time you know it has it had absolutely taken off and what had happened because we were in Nassau, all of a sudden the entire press from all over the world literally converged on the island. It was it was massive. I mean, we ended up being on, you know, Time and Look and all the major newspapers and magazines and it was just it was wild, absolutely wild. And we had all these, and, and the other thing too is that because Terence knew a lot of um, millionaires, there was a moment when, you know, there is a moment on Paradise Island when all these millionaires come to play, play, um, you know, come to the casino. And all of these millionaires had kind of come down in their yachts. And he got them to come over and be, you know, come over and, and, and be extras. However, they came to play. <laughs> so when when it came to you know you know they they didn't some of them didn't come back. <laughs> so, so Peter Hunt, who was who was editing it, had a little bit of a difficult time. <laughs> oh dear! But it was funny. It was really funny. I mean, they literally, they literally. I mean, not only did the press come. But all of these yachts arrived, I mean, with massive, the massive millionaires of the world. It was, it was an incredible, incredible time, truly incredible. I remember reading an interview with Terence Young where he was talking about filming out on the water and this issue of champagne not being cold enough and that it's pro it's okay to drink champagne on ice if you drink it very quickly and then toss the ice out or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's having a great time. Oh, we were, absolutely. And we were sort of, and it was sort of like the Terence Young, Sean Connery, Kevin McClory gang. And then there was Cubby, and Harry was sort of in and out, but the Cubby broccoli lot. So we were kind of, it was, there were two like camps. And because Kevin McClory was like, was really sort of look, looked upon as a pariah, we sort of, we were sort of away. We were the other, we were the bad people. Uh -huh. <laughs> we were the naughty ones. But God, we had fun. I mean, we worked hard, but we ate and drank brilliantly and had a lot of fun and a lot of laughs. And this was McClory's big moment in a way. It was, it was, it was the yeah. zenith of his yeah. career in a way. Yeah. I don't know whether you heard this podcast uh, that Empire Magazine recently did with uh, Edgar Wright, the director, and Quentin Tarantino, and Martin Scorsese had sent them a list of 
of the best British movies. And Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde was on the list. Do you know, my darling friend, Joshua Kennedy, said this to me and I went, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's a remarkable movie. You know, it's like the title is deceptive because it's so clever. Camp. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch (laughs) the movie. But it isn't. No. Because given... Given all the situation with the with with what's going on, um, with gender, gender benders, I mean, this is like this was like way before its time. It really was. And I wish we could have. I wish we could have got it. And in fact, it's interesting because I saw. I mean, years after I'd done it, I was doing um, one of those, you know, the additional things for. The CD, I mean, for the for the DVD, and I was with um, the director, and he said, you know, he said, you know, I, I, it's we should have really gone in deeper with the situation between the male and the female, and and the crossover. I said, well, I, I said, I don't want to say, it, but I did, did t- told you so. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. So it was this an int- how interesting that is really interesting. And there's so many things in in terms of just screen trickery going on, like when it's your hand on Ralph Bates's face, or vice versa, and then of course the mirror transformation. I mean, it's a movie that that was brilliant. Uh, amazing. I have to say, that was really really good because I've never known how he did it. I I still don't understand how he did it. But you were there. I know, but I still don't understand how it all kind of. I'm sure. But it looked great on screen. It looked better than I thought, you know. So it was a real mirror. It wasn't. Uh, no, exactly. No, it was a real it mirror. It was a real mirror trick, not somebody hi- behind a mirror. No, a fake no, mirror. no, no, no. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Are you talking about Mitch? Are you talking about the first transformation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was th- I was picturing in my head the cracked mirror transformations. Oh no, that was that... when I go mad. I go right. mad and I'm furious and which. That's the image that really sticks in my head uh, from the movie is that cracked mirror. And then, you know, you're going to get the the repeat of it, the echo of it at the end with the stained glass window. And I was like, oh, no, it's going to happen. It gave me this sense of dread that I thought uh, was very effective there at the end. You did such a fantastic job of being both alluring and terrifying in that movie. And at the same time, uh, you know, you're a you're a killer, a cold-blooded killer throughout and a villain. And yet I felt so much sympathy by the end of the movie. I actually felt that it was a tragic, it was the tragic moment when I knew this like crossover was going to happen there in the mirror. And I said, well, there's no way they're going to hang on. And this is very tragic. And I felt it at the end. I think that's part of what made it stand out and probably st- sticks it on Scorsese's list uh, of, of better films. I thought it was fantastic. Really interesting. It was really interesting because, and also it was really interesting working with Ralph. He's just, he was just a love. We had a really great time. But literally having to use our bodies, you know, suddenly he had to put his hand on my breast and I had to kind of do things with his hand. I mean, it was just really, it was very interesting having to do that because you kind of, I mean, you had to kind of come together as one, but well, obviously we weren't. It was it was an interesting it was an interesting acting job, <laughs> and I'm very glad it was Ralph 
because we really we really hit it off too. And he was being set up at that point at Hammer, I, you know, to sort of become the he was sort of the heir apparent to Christopher Lee, and then it then it, Hammer just wasn't able to continue on. You know, it was well. The other thing too is that he got ill, you know, and died. So that that didn't help. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> You know, he got cancer. I mean, really young. I mean, he died really young. So, yeah. But it was it was quite an experience. It was quite an experience. And um, I, I have to say that I really enjoyed doing it after the initial sort of initial fight that I had with um, director. The director? Smith. Was it Roy Ward Baker? Is that who it was? Roy Ward Baker, yeah. Roy Ward Baker and I were sort of... Because Roy actually was being pushed by Hammer to have more nudity. I had agreed to the nudity, you know, to showing my breast. And this was not, it was not a problem. Because she had... Basically, I knew that she had to be born. So... And also recognize the power that she had. I knew all that. However, when they decided, they decided they wanted to have full frontal nudity. And I said, no, 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 that's not in the script. So he and I had a few, we, we had about a week of going at it. And then finally, I just said, listen, we have to stop this. We're doing a film. I'm not going to do a frontal nude, but I don't, you know, let's get on with it. So we did. But then I was, I was actually named Difficult. <laughs> I was actually Nick told you know she, well, she was quite difficult. Somebody said, uh, "Difficult? Yes, I was difficult because it wasn't in the bloody script. <laughs> I was going to take off my clothes and have you know." And then I got out there. There was one moment when I arrived on the set, and I had agreed to take off everything so that I could make this dress out of. And I said, "I can do this." I said, "I'll pull down the curtain and I can make it." absolutely on screen so it's not a problem but i arrived there and they had the camera literally straight up my whatever <laughs> and i just looked at it and i said what are you doing this is not going to work so that was why it was so difficult because i objected to having the camera you know yeah yeah <laughs> up me <laughs> well i read somewhere martine that you thought that uh, hammers kind of gear shift towards the more like having a lot of nudity in their films and having a little bit more severe content after the era where the films had changed and were allowing a lot more content to get in that you thought that that was a big part of their downfall as well, right? I do think so because, I mean, you know, they figured that this is what they had to do and I think it was wrong. But, you know, I mean, I am not the head of a company. I did not own Hammer. I do not. But I do think that it it took away from very classy way of doing things i mean and with all the actors that they had and, and in fact it was i mean they undermined hammer with this continual necessity for nudity only because they thought that that was what where we were going i mean obviously it wasn't today where you know everyone's at it constantly yeah <laughs> Where there's not just nudity, but there's almost almost soft porn going on, right? You know, so it obviously was going in that direction, and they've thought that they should be get on the bandwagon and go in that direction. And I think it was a, I think it was was not a good idea. 
that's my feeling about it. No, I think you're yeah. right. I mean, the, the, the whole yeah. charm of those films had to do with playing with your expectations and then giving you something that you didn't expect. And that that's that's why so many of the movies, the good ones, really work well. Yeah, and also it had, it, you know, it had it it had this sort of like really sort of lovely look to it, and it also had tongue in cheek, which was brilliant. Um, and but real horror. I mean, one of my favorite movies was seeing Dracula with Christopher Lee. I mean, oh my god! I mean, I fainted when I saw it. I mean, I just loved. I love the whole, the whole image, the, all the images that they created in these films were really terrific, really terrific. So, well, you know, the the third, it's amazing. So you you've got this experience with Bond, you've got this experience with Hammer, but the other thing too that really fascinates me about your career is you also happen to be doing television in L.A. when Universal was just this juggernaut of tv production yep that period when everybody was on that lot and scotty was at the gate and he would know people when they were driving in and i mean it was just this it was also kind of this amazing time for that place it was yeah it was absolutely i saw your night gallery the other day oh yes oh my god that was so amazing we shot that in one night it was literally we and here we are in you know I'm in my sort of we're in pajamas and and literally standing up and we're falling asleep standing up. I think it was something like 22 hours. Wow! <laughs> so at least Screen Actors Guild and Union Golden Time. So you were getting yeah paid. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> um, Let's talk about these this James Bond thing that you did. Let's talk a little bit about the fight. Like, I, I understand you were rehearsing for like three weeks or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Every day we were rehearsing. It was like when I literally choreographed like a dance. Was, so did, did, did Terrence Young dip in and check out how it was going? Or did he know what he was going to get once you guys showed up three weeks later? Oh, yes. No, he was actually, that was the whole point. Is because what he wanted, I think he absolutely needed that because what he wanted to do was come in with a handheld camera and really get in close which is what he did and if he we were going to do that then we were going to have to we we're going to have to prepare for that so i think that was definitely his whole the whole idea that he came up with and did you have stunt doubles at all for that fight no absolutely not no that was the other thing no it was us going through the whole thing and so and that's why he wanted he wanted us to be able to do all of this so that he could come in with a handheld camera and really get in close and and make it a fantastic fight and it was one of the, one of the best it followed you didn't it that's why they asked you to come fight Raquel Welch oh yes I was actually I was named um, battling Beswick <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I was there was a, there was a there was a title in a newspaper and the photograph was actually taken by Terry O'Neill and it was literally battling Beswick you know strikes again. <laughs> I've got a production board that suggests that you guys were there for a, you shot for a full week. Do you remember how much time was spent on just the fight that you could, that the two of you did? 
quite it was longer than a week because there was so much going on. I mean, the fight was probably maybe a week, but remember, there was like all of this, this, uh, the, I mean, he arrives and there's also this belly dancer and then there's the head of the, you know, gypsies and then there's the fight and then there's the, you know, um, guns and firing and death and all of that stuff. So there was a lot going on. So it wasn't just, it wasn't just a week. I would say definitely at least a couple of weeks, if not longer, because it was a big scene. Big. Did they shoot the stuff with the two of you and Connery uh, after the fact first? Uh, or or did, did you do that after you had actually had the fight? Do you remember? Well, that's after. Actually, it was shot after the big battle. So we were on, the, we were on there for the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, then it clearly speaks to the confidence that Terrence Young had in letting you guys fight first and then, <laughs> then film later so you didn't, you know, nobody got hurt or nobody killed each other. I must say that was really funny because there were moments when they were trying to push us to go, you know, to really hurt each other. <laughs> but, you know, being girlies, we'd already rehearsed it, so we weren't going to go there. Press reported you guys weren't the best of friends. Is that true? No. Yeah. No, we weren't. We weren't. I mean, it's interesting because I heard that she was very nice about me. Um saying that I was such a so helpful and all this stuff but we, we really weren't great friends because she was she was quite annoying <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta say Martine the the moment you you two have your own little wagon trailer that you come out of uh, when you're introduced and it's sort of as I was watching these minutes it reminded me of of boxing and you get the weigh-in in boxing right where the guys meet on the stage and they weigh in and then they face off against each other and a lot of times betters will make their decisions uh, somewhat because based on how they match up to each other, right? And, and when you come out of that trailer, I'm betting on you immediately. <laughs> you're, you come out with this look like you've been in there getting, getting ready, getting yourself worked up for this for I don't know how long. And then she comes out, she kind of pushes her hair aside. She's a little softer when she comes out of the trailer. And I'm, I'm thinking if I'm laying down beds right now, uh, I'm 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 laying it down for uh, for Zora here for sure. Yeah, well, you know that's interesting because you know the thing about it is that I mean I went in there full fledged. I mean, first of all, really and truly, it's interesting because I mean I had you know I've done several fights actually, and there was, you know, I was sort of like this independent, quite angry young woman who kind of looked around and thought, I'm sorry, you guys, I need to do what I want to do. How dare you tell me what to do? I was a bit of a feminist without even knowing that I was a feminist. So that, I mean, there was a kind of anger in me, which I used. Whereas, you know, and I, so I was not very girly. I was someone to be reckoned with. <laughs> well, you definitely look like it there. <laughs> definitely thinking that when you came out. Oh, dear. You shout some Turkish lines, I guess, at each other. Do you remember having to learn any? Actually, you know what? I had to go in and do, uh, what do they call it? I mean, I had to go in and redub the sounds. I mean, so all the grunts and the stuff. I mean, I nearly passed out having to sort of do the, uh, yeah. uh, uh, all of that. I had to do, redo that whole thing. Yeah. Did you do that with Peter Hunt? Yes. Yes. And Terrence, actually. Yeah. 
we're big fans of Peter Hunt on this show. We feel like he's as important, you know, in some ways as, as the director on every single Bond adventure. Oh, definitely. And he was looked at with great respect. I mean, he was, you know, treated with great respect. I mean, there's another, there's an American, and his name was Morris Binder, who did the music, not the music, who did the titles. And his, we used to call, and his, we used to call him Poops, Poops Binder. <laughs> Okay. And he was quite, he was another amazing character. And I think he was, a, he was American, actually. So he was sort of part of the, the London gang. It was a good time to be in London, I would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. So let's, let's talk about the bit where, after the fight, where you come in to see Bond. And one of the things that I noticed, which is really interesting, is that you've switched colors. You're wearing green in the fight. She's wearing red. And when you come in after the fact to be with Bond, you're wearing red and she's wearing green. Do you remember anything about that, that they actually switched nope, your color not schemes? not a thing. Just the way it was. <laughs> just the way it was. So somebody was up to something. I don't know what, I don't know. And probably uh, it was probably Terrence. Just the way it was. <laughs> the music during the fight uh, by John Barry is pretty extraordinary. Uh, I wonder, did you, did you uh, have any? He was so good. Did you, did mm -hmm. you know him? Did you get to meet John Barry? I met him, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to, you know, be friends with him like I was with Terence. I mean, Terence is like my really great friend. He had this amazing place in Mallorca. I guess now it's being restored, but apparently at the height of his power and fame, he was given this estate in Mallorca by some member of the Spanish royalty. Interestingly, I think I was supposed to meet him there at one point because his, I also loved his wife, Dosha, at the time. And I think I was supposed to, but I, I remember I missed the flight and that was it. That was that. I mean, I can't believe, I mean, I was, unfortunately at that time, I was late for everything except when I had to work. I was absolutely dreadful. I had a terrible reputation of being late. Well, this one, this was really bad. I mean, I literally arrived and the flight had gone and that was the end of that. <laughs> so I never saw it but we you know but we used to hang out and we used to hang out with and I saw him in Los Angeles when he came into Los Angeles I used to see him and in fact a couple of years just before he died he came into Los Angeles and we hadn't seen each other for years and he found me and we had the best we spent a week together along with some of his other friends and we spent a week together going to dinner and going to see movies and just being just hanging out like old pals it was just fabulous i'm so glad i got to have that it was really great yeah were there other i don't know creative relationships that came out of the films for you not really it was really terence and i did hang out i also i also loved um sean's wife at the time um, Diane Chilento. Oh my God, I was I, I was mad for her. I mean, if I, you know, she just she was so bawdy and told the rudest stories and <laughs> and was like took hold. I mean, when she got up at dinners and just told these stories, I mean, I just went. I just wanted to kind of just kneel at her feet. She was fabulous. I mean, in fact, she was in um, Tom Jones as that. Do you remember her? She was the, the the bad gypsy yeah girl, and and that's sort of who she was. 
she was really something else. I mean, really, really. And so, I yeah, and I used to hang with, you know, Sean and also Rick Van Nutter, who's hang out with and um, who else was there? Oh, his wife was... Um, Anita Ekberg, right? Anita Ekberg. She was she was a, a bit of a toughie, but God, she was gorgeous. And, and of course, the girls. And I loved the girls, all of them. We were really close friends, all of us. I mean... And still today, unfortunately, I mean, I really miss, I mean, I didn't see Claudine much after that, but we were really, really close friends on the set. And and also, Molly Peters was like my sister. Oh, yeah? And Luciano, who is still my dearest friend. And who did work with, her. and who worked with Terrence Young again on a couple of occasions, right? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. He brought me in for what was it? For Mal Flanders. He brought me in for Mal. He said, "Listen, he said, you, he said, I think you can be a whore in the in the in the jail." I said, "Thank you very much. That's that's really nice of you." <laughs> I have to say, um, Luciano and Terence were really, really close too. They were they're even even more close than I was. Because he literally walked her down the aisle. Hmm, I mean, really? it, it was that that they were really, really close. Yeah. So, uh, is there anything else you want to add about uh, that we haven't talked about that, uh, in terms no, of your I experience? Think I think we've done rather well, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I yeah. So too. I mean, actually, the the one thing is that you know one of the things with Terence was that having met him for Doctor No and him telling me to go off, you know. Grow up, basically. Go and get some work done. Um, but then I met him outside of that because my dear friend, Christopher Blackwell, became his great friend. Mm -hmm. And that's how we actually started to have a, a different relationship sort of outside of the, of the Bond films. So it was actually because of Christopher Blackwell. Do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and we were all living together in a house in London. There was a whole bunch of Jamaicans. Christopher had this house and he rented out rooms to all his good friends. And it was, it was, that was a riot. That was a total riot. And that's when, you know, that's when I got to know uh, Terence on a whole different level. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, Young talks about Chris Blackwell trying to get him to invest in the record company and Terrence said his wife talked him out of it. <laughs> he said he regrets that that decision. <laughs> he would have made a fortune. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. He said his wife said that they're 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 they're, they're smoking something that's not not very good. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should stay away from them. <laughs> I know he was he, he did not he was not involved or joined in on that. We were we were definitely involved with that. <laughs> it's another generation, you know? It was, exactly. All right. Well, I think that probably, should, that'll that'll do it. We really, really appreciate you doing this. Thanks for well, responding. it was kind of fun, you know? I mean, really, it was really, it was really fun. It was nice. Um, sorry we don't get to see each other, but at least, you know, it was, it was fun and gave me, certainly gave me something to do this afternoon. <laughs> given that there's not a whole lot one can do. 
<laughs> well, what do you think? Once we're back to normal, will you be doing conventions and, and signings and that sort of thing? Well, who knows what's going to happen and when. You know, I would love to. I mean, because Caroline, who is my darling sister, who I love to pieces, um, we haven't seen each other in months. And we're actually going, oh, oh, God, we can't bear it. And we love doing the conventions together. We love doing them together because we're, we kind of play off each other. You know, we kind of spark each other. And we, it would be really nice to get back from, get back north. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to, what, what, how it's affected everyone. But I miss it because we have we, we we enjoy doing them tremendously. That concludes our interview with Martine Beswick. We thank her very much for taking the time to talk to us, and we thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on 007 by Seven. <laughs>